welcome to Sweden. <laughs> we, I thought we agreed we weren't going to do this. <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry to all the Swedes who listen, and uh, that is not us making fun of uh, of, a, of a very nice accent. Actually, absolutely not. It's no. it's an honest effort, and it's a beautiful uh, beautiful country with a beautiful accent as well as a beautiful language that they speak themselves. Uh, we're delighted here to be talking about Sweden. It's a Sweden deep dive. It's a Sweden deep dive, and it is the first of our pop culture tier list. This is exciting because ultimately what this gets us towards is the definitive ranking of all the countries. Now, I'm not saying we're going to do every country in the world. That might be a stretch. But over time, our list will get longer and we'll be able to definitively say objectively. Objectively. Objectively, what countries are better than others. That's exciting. In terms of pop culture. Exactly. It's just a shame that for this first one... It's all in a vacuum. Like we, this is our first one, so we'll have a score here for Sweden across multiple categories, but that won't really mean anything in isolation because it's not relative to anything. So as we go on, I think as we do more of these, they'll become just incrementally more fun each time. Yeah. But that's not to say this one won't be fun. This will be a lot of fun. No, absolutely. And listeners, you'll you'll learn with us as we go, not just about Sweden, but also about how we rank these things. In mm-hmm. essence, what we've done is we've chosen five core categories which make up the template on which we evaluate every country. Uh, and then we have kind of a wildcard category to up or, or downgrade uh, a country's pop culture efforts. The categories are as follows. Music, film and TV, that's one category. Literature, cuisine, and sport. Now, for each of these categories, Neil and I will uh, review what their contributions have been, and we will give them a score of one to five, depending on those uh, contributions. Starting with one, which is little significance in terms of the uniqueness and success from a pop culture perspective that that country has provided in that category, all the way to five, which is we cannot imagine a world without that country's contributions in that category coming up to a total of 30 points when we include also the wild card, and that will allow us to start tiering every country on Earth. Bear with us for the 200 episodes or so that... Uh, exactly. That we'll exactly. Neil, how do you feel about this? I'm actually hugely excited. I hope we do Sweden justice. I hope we... Uh, the Swedish listeners will let us know, I'm sure, but I hope we they come away feeling that we've given it a fair, uh, fair treatment here. Absolutely, absolutely. Any initial thoughts uh, on Sweden before uh, we provide our listeners with a quick one-minute summary on the country? Hmm. I think, um, broadly speaking, most people out there in the world are sleeping on Sweden, basically. You know, wow. Like, okay. I, I think just to be to be speaking very broad strokes, right? Sweden has a number of dark horses out in the world, and we'll, we'll get into a few of them here, who have despite maybe not being household names, have had an influence on the world, which is like second to none almost in some of these categories, as well as just being an amazing country to go and visit, to meet the people, to to mm-hmm. experience. I just think in many cases, when people are booking holidays, when they're booking trips, you know, for some reason, it, they their mind, even in the Nordics, goes elsewhere. They even go to Helsinki or they go to Oslo or Copenhagen right. or, or even Iceland before they go to Sweden, kind of. I think that's a shame. So that's my that's my top line summary, let's say. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, I think, from my perspective, Stockholm, a top-tier European city. Mm. Fantastic place to spend some time, weekend trip, whatever you like. 100%. Yes. So, listeners, we're going to start everything off courtesy of our sponsor, Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, by providing you a quick one-minute snippet on the country. Neil, are you ready? I think so, yeah. All right. You timing me? Let's do it. 
Sweden, formerly the Kingdom of Sweden, is a Nordic country located on the Scandinavian Peninsula in Northern Europe. It borders Norway to the west and north, Finland to the east, and is connected to Denmark in the southwest by a bridge tunnel across the Öresund. We love that bridge tunnel. That's a great We've bridge tunnel. We've been on it many times. Oh, many, yeah. Expensive to go on though, unless you're riding the train. But still, amazing. Worth it every time. At 447,425 square kilometers, that's 172,000 square miles. Sweden is the largest Nordic country, the third largest country in the European Union, and the fifth largest country in Europe. That's the same. It's massive. People you forget that it. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you flip it, you get to Rome or something, right? Yeah, I think even further, you get yeah. almost to, to Sicily, so Insane. almost to Africa. Exactly. Yeah. Ridiculous. The capital and largest city is Stockholm. Sweden has a population of just 10.5 million people. As a result, it has a low population density of 25.5 inhabitants per square kilometers. That's 66 per square mile. A lot of empty space there. Very sparse. With around 87% of Swedes residing in urban areas, which cover just 1.5% of the entire land area in the central and southern half of the country. Jeez, there you go. Welcome to Sweden. Welcome to Sweden. Who needs Lonely Planet? Wikipedia is all you need. Jeez. Yes, uh, thank you once again to our sponsor, Wikipedia. Oh, Encyclopedia. And they paid big bucks for that. Yeah. Oh, uh, as they do yeah. with things. Yeah, Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. you definitely, know. Definitely. That for profit organization. Yes. Good. So, should we get into our first category, Absolutely. Neil, about Sweden? I'm ready to go. Yeah. First category is music. And you can't say music in Sweden without saying ABBA. Yeah. The goat of Swedish music, uh, as far as I'm concerned, at least, they are the best-selling band originating in continental Europe. Wow, I didn't know that actually. Isn't that something? That's quite huge, yeah, because yeah. that's no small feat. There's still uh, quite a lot of bands to yeah. be included in that list. Absolutely, but think if you take, you know, you, what you could say in terms of impact as far as bands mm. or you know groups of four go. Yeah, we're talking. Beatles level impact to an extent, yeah. right? If you're looking at how many number ones they have mm-hmm. when you take an ABBA greatest hits. Yeah. And if you're at any party, wedding, whatever, and you want a great way to bridge the generational divide, mm-hmm. play some ABBA, everyone will love it and be on the dance. 100%. My, like, ABBA has, has kind of creeped back into my life very uh, strongly recently. I was on a, I was at a karaoke bar in Copenhagen a few weeks ago and we were there for quite a few hours, actually, I, I will admit. It was great. And uh, the only artist that was played, th- sorry, the only song that was played multiple times was ABBA, ABBA songs. So yeah. you cannot, like any karaoke bar in the Nordics, I would argue, you can't get through a night without ABBA, if not two or three times the same ABBA songs. Unbelievable stuff. Absolute legends. And they started by winning uh, uh, Eurovision, actually, with the song Waterloo. Yeah, what a song, though. Unreal. Like, really. And I, I hold the Eurovision not in too high esteem, as, as many, I suppose, don't mm-hmm. these days. But still, there are a few gems in that history. And ABBA absolutely smashing it every single time is... Uh, is part of it. Jeez, they're so good. Like, ABBA, absolutely fantastic. For yeah. anybody that is interested, there is an ABBA museum in Stockholm, uh-huh. uh, which I went to actually with my father. We had really? a few hours to kill one afternoon, and yeah. uh, he and got his picture taken with with Benny and uh, Agneta and yeah. all the others. And and is it worthwhile? Like it's a good museum. Yeah, it, uh, it was all right. I okay. mean, okay. it's yeah. like borderline wax museum territory. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Still, but maybe you like wax museums. Uh, no comment. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair yeah. enough. But yeah, ABBA, I think you can't say enough good about it. Also, as a musician, as a bassist, my God, there's some serious uh, bass lines in it. It's, um, 
I can't remember the bassist's name, but like there's some great YouTube clips of the bassist on uh, Dancing Queen just playing mm-hmm. the clip a few years hence after having recorded it. And I've tried to learn that bass line myself and it's deceptively difficult. It's It goes all okay. over the place. It dances like crazy and it's like just a, a, an amazingly uh, put together song. So yeah, I just think ABBA, there's not much more I can say other than I'm just permanently in awe of them and think they're amazing. Absolutely. One of Sweden's greatest exports when we Absolutely. talk about music. Others, let's call them the also-rans, mm-hmm. are Europe, Rock Set, uh-huh. Ace of Bass, and Eagle Eye Cherry. Eagle Eye Cherry was a surprising one on this list. Uh-huh. Save Tonight. Another Now, a few one-hit wonders in here. I mean, Europe, beyond what, the final countdown, do they have other songs? I think they have like one or two other songs. Maybe. Yeah, but I would say yeah. they're really final countdown based. Yeah. 100%, right. 100%, yeah. And as a little side note, if I may, take us off the Sweden train for one second. Uh, good friends of the show uh, run a podcast called The Fine Ale Countdown, if All anyone right. is interested, uh, just plugging a different podcast here, just to, uh, if anyone's interested in beer reviews, uh, a group of Irish guys, uh, friends of mine doing a, a beer podcast. So The Fine Ale Countdown, heavily inspired by The Final Countdown uh, by Europe. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. I love the play on words there. So yeah, Europe, very much Final Countdown. Rock set. do you remember Rock set? I can't say I do, actually. I'm not Right with Roxette. Do you want me to throw one out there yeah, for you? Yeah. Listen to your heart. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Like these are all like you'd know these songs instantly, right? Once right. you hear them. But for some reason, Roxette doesn't really occupy a big space in my brain. Yeah. All right, all right. That's neither right. with Ace of Base actually. I have to say, Ace of Base. Um, I'm I'm not gonna give that one out for you. Because um, yeah, because I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, exactly. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Eagle Eye Cherry, shout out. That's Save Tonight. That's a that's a banger. That's uh, I was at a wedding actually two years ago where they played uh, Save Tonight, mm. and everyone went insane. It's like head banging, air guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen something like it. it. It's, it's an amazing uh, song. It is a great karaoke song as well, as are many Swedish songs. In fact, great well, karaoke songs. Yeah, the yeah, country of karaoke. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, along with that. Sweden is the second most successful successful country ever at Eurovision with uh, six wins. That's pretty good. Six is good. Second only to Ireland. Ireland so seven. I mean, the only the only sad thing about that is like that's a stat that has its days are numbered, and we're never winning again. Basically, unfortunately, unless unless the Irish. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry. When I say we, of course, I mean uh, <laughs> me being Irish. But it's it's a shame that we won it over and over and over again, sometimes multiple years in a row. And then suddenly fell out of favor with Europe, and then that was it. So we we haven't come even remotely close to even placing in the top half. I think since right. Mickey Joe Hart in two thousand and three or whatever it was, it's uh, it's not looking good for us on the Eurovision stage. So that's a bit sad. So I think we're going to lose that record soon enough. If Sweden probably be the ones to yeah. take us, they know um, what they're doing. For them, it's a huge deal because they have basically this the lead in how you qualify through mm. this uh, Melody Festival, and right, exactly. and exactly. that's like a two week long thing, basically, fully, just to get into yeah, send someone fully there. televised, like a huge thing. Everyone yeah. gets into it, yeah. So they dress up, like yeah, they love that, stuff. and they put proper production values behind it. You can see every year if you tune into the Eurovision, like Sweden comes, they don't mess around. They didn't come to play; they're here to win every year. You know, fair play. I'm it's all uh, about the music so in Sweden. And just disclaimer to the listeners. You can write us in with things we haven't mentioned here. We're giving the highlights, right? Because we got a Absolutely. bunch of categories to get through. Basically, we're trying to justify our scores here, right? Right, now. exactly. That's what we're, what we're trying to do is to show that we have a, a reason to say what we say about, exactly. uh, about these things. 
we come into the 2000s and we have the absolute explode the rise and explosion of swedish techno insane talking yeah. swedish house mafia avici rest in peace even bass hunter swedish house mafia who i'm not a huge fan myself but did you know they had to be banned from playing in ireland for a while because they're uh-huh. uh, for some reason their concerts started to attract a kind of an undesirable crowd really which inev- yeah which inevitably led to a uh, to weird violence at, at Irish concerts of Swedish House Mafia. Very wow. strange. Yeah. Because I saw them play live, uh, but that was at a festival. That was at Tomorrowland. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's... No, but I think it's an Irish thing rather than anything. Like okay. just that, uh, yeah, some a subset of Irish fans are, are weird. The and, ones uh, that used to watch Eurovision. Like, maybe not. Maybe, maybe that, not. that Venn diagram <laughs> doesn't quite overlap. But uh, no, that but that's my main... Um, Understanding of Swedish house mafia, house mafia. Okay, unfortunately, okay. although Avicii, I have to say that you know that's uh, levels just incredible, unbelievable, unbelievable. Awesome, yeah, yeah. I I broke a couch actually with the uh, from from jumping up too hard at levels at one point, but we won't get into that. <laughs> you could sue uh, for that. That was that was their fault. Completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The couch's fault or no Avicii's fault? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And then now this is something interesting that came out in our research, which I honestly had zero clue about. Mm. Um, they punch above their weight for songwriting and for producing. 100%. Now, yeah. you have to, you can't have this section without talking about Max Martin in particular. Apparently. Now, I'm I'm not going to sit here and pretend I knew who Max Martin was, you know, for many years. I only found this out through Reddit like a few years ago where there was a Today I Learned about, did you know that one Swedish guy is responsible for basically every massive song from the past 20 years? And of course, that sounds like an exaggeration, and it kind of is. But even still, if I just read you this list, you would not believe that one guy wrote all of these songs. So we're talking Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Wow. It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. Mm. I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Tune. So What by Pink. And by the way, he did both. So What by Pink. Yeah. And he did those two songs in the same year, Kissed a Girl and So What. He was on fire. Uh, He did My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. He did Mm -hmm. Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. He did a few other Britney Spears songs like Hold It Against Me. He did One More Night by Maroon 5, Roar by Katy Perry, Dark Horse by Katy Perry, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, Blank Space by Taylor Swift, Bad Blood featuring Karen Lamar. And we haven't even gotten to The weekend, which is Can't Feel My Face. He did Can't Stop the Feeling with Justin Timberlake. He did Blinding Lights by The weekend. These so, have almost all been number one hits at one point or another. Are. These are all uh, number one singles. So This he, is unbelievable. He has 25 Billboard number one Hot 100s to his name. And that's not even mentioning the millions of awards that he's won over the years. He's, run so- he's won Songwriter of the Year uh, about 12 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally in fact every year from 2011 to 2018 he won it this guy is absolutely unstoppable max martin so wow has had a little bit of a quiet phase now so his biggest hit was uh coldplay and bts my universe in 2021 most recently so since 21 he hasn't had a number one so let's give him some time to recuperate and recover but this man max martin has single-handedly basically made the careers of most of the household names that we know today and we don't even know unbelievable it's I mean, are the best artists from all over the world going to work with him, and he just happens to be Swedish. Exactly. Look at that. Just an absolute maniac. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I just think... Uh, sorry, go on. No, 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 no please. No, but it, it's it's not just him. We have uh, quite a few others as well. I'm trying to find the producer of the uh, Childish Gambino song Redbone, if you remember that. It's another, yes. another guy. Uh, he was also Swedish. Yeah, he did the music for Black Panther as well. Okay, really? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to quickly search. But in any case, long story short, we're talking uh, a country that punches way above its weight 
it sounds like it absolutely musically in in total and then we also have a way to listen to music which came from Sweden, and that is Spotify, where some of you are listening to this podcast. Right song. now. So talk, talk about Meta. Like We, we were praising Spotify not only in the last episode, saying how uh, what a great platform it is, especially now for podcasters as they're pivoting towards that, where we have more uh, interactivity in the platform. We can do Q&As and polls, etc. It's absolutely, uh, the, in, in my view, the premium, the best music streaming service there is. And absolutely. I know that's a bit controversial here in Denmark. Most people use iTunes, but or the Apple Music Store, as it's called now. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I, I'm personally so sold on Spotify as a service. I think it's fantastic. It, it changed the game. And, 100%. you know, Apple had to actually adopt a ton of its tactics exactly. to, to be able to be relevant in that space, though. We do love that, the disruptors. Yeah, absolutely. But in any case, we're now, uh, yeah, with their household name, once again, Sweden putting itself on the map with not only music, but music streaming services. And of course, in a way, it's it's not surprising that it comes from Sweden because uh, what a strong country for music. And I guess that brings us actually to, towards the end of the section because we're talking five stars, at least from my point of view. Yeah. So, I mean, five is we cannot imagine a world without the, those contributions. Mm-hmm. I was originally leaning towards four, which is highly influential on a global scale. But can I imagine a world without Swedish techno? Plus ABBA, plus Max Martin, our uh-huh. producer, Certainly plus no. Spotify. Honestly, no. So I mean, it's a five for it's me. It's a five. Like they had a five already with ABBA and everything else was a bonus. I almost wish that we could go higher than five, but we can't. Of but course. we can't. We need to Absolutely. play within the realms of this there's, system. There's rules, but a five, this will put, no matter what happens on the next category, it will place Sweden into the tier of the most musically relevant countries on earth. In fact, it's it's currently our goat on the list. Yeah, <laughs> because it's number the one. First. Now, what will be interesting is after we've done a few, and say, let's say there's multiple fives, we may have to go back and say, right, let's sort this list out. You know, if we yeah. have multiple fives on music, after, say, we do five or six countries, then we've got to... Then the bracket comes into yeah, play. Yeah, we'll have to do a uh, playoff of some kind. Absolutely. But before we jump off music, it was Ludwig Göransson. Just to... Uh, Ludwig Göransson. So okay. Everyone who doesn't know him, look him up. He's done some amazing stuff, let alone uh, Redbone and Fantastic. Black Panther soundtrack. There we go. Had to make sure I got that in. Fantastic. So here we are to our second category, which is film and TV. Fantastic. Again, we're not having everything here, listeners, but just some highlights. Not everything everywhere all at once. Um, no, no, exactly. Done with that. Yeah. Starting with directors, the legend Ingmar Bergman. Yeah. Wish I could claim to be a scholar of his works and had a, an extensive back catalog of views here. I, I haven't and haven't. I've seen a few, but that's about it. Fanny oh. and Alexander. For yeah, example. I need. To, I've yeah. seen that's actually on streaming services actually. So I need to uh, need to just sit down and yeah. put three hours aside and watch that. Actually, it's. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be absolutely incredible yeah it's a it's a good movie i mean i don't think it plays to everybody's tastes in this century nah. but uh you can definitely see should, do we like to make analogies we, we like to make analogies, analogies. We, we could call ingmar bergman in terms of his influence on european cinema uh-huh. the swedish alfred hitchcock mm, yeah I, I picked that up that's uh yeah. I've, i, I that at least fair? Like I'm sure my Swedes will love that. But in any case, I haven't seen, I don't think, a huge amount of his movies, dare I say any, in fact. However, I've heard enough about film and film history and, and basically done enough film studies courses and such that I, I know that he's had an insanely important role in film history. And his influence lives on. So there was even, uh, I think, 18 months ago, there was an HBO series with Jessica Chastain and, mm. uh, and Oscar Isaac mm. called Scenes from a Marriage. 
which oh, uh, was actually oh, you know inspired by yeah, uh, yeah, by Bergman's work. Yes, remake, and it became like a six part miniseries. Uh-huh. Heavy stuff though. No, sorry, I I tell a lie. To that point, I have seen one, The Seventh Seal. Saw that when I was okay. uh, a youngster. Lovely, uh, very um, out there portrayal of uh, someone navigating the circles of hell. It's uh, quite, quite like for a movie made in '57, I think it was here. Uh, a bit, a bit. Probably I wasn't ready for it. I was a bit too young for it. But I can say that I have one in my list. So there we go. Okay. But well, uh, we have some homework to do. It seems. Yes, yeah. it does. We need to catch up on Ingmar Bergman, the modern day Ingmar Bergman from Sweden, being Robin Oslund. Oh, there we go. And you love uh, him. people are begging me to shut up about Ruben Östlund because I just keep mentioning him at every opportunity in my life as well as uh, on this podcast. Triangle of Sadness, the square, force majeure, just incredible. Force majeure number one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a home run. And yeah. we never talk, and we will not talk about the American remake of Force Majeure, which exists. No, yeah. with Will Ferrell and yeah, yeah. Uh, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Dis- disgusting. <laughs> Nothing against those actresses or actors or actresses, but uh, no, that's a, that's a no thanks for me. Will Ferrell, funnily enough, married to a Swede. Yeah, I wonder for many years. Is there? I wonder. Is there anything to that? Is that how how it ended up getting made? Did he maybe see the movie and be like, "I got to be in this. I got to yeah. be in the remake of this." His Swedish origins are like a big thing about his brand now. You yeah. see him also being like the face of a fintech company in Copenhagen yeah. called Lunar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he alludes to all of that. So I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's hanging around here for sure. Hanging yeah. around here for sure. Keep there an eye out. Keep an eye out. Yes. But in any case, like for the two people left in the world who haven't heard me rave about Triangle of Sadness or Ruben Östlund in general, just get on it. Have yes. a good time. Go exactly. see, go see Exactly. Uh, and listeners, remember here, we're talking about global impact. I'm sure there's always directors, actors, actresses, which, you know, within Sweden, uh, hold outsize influence. But here we're talking about global impact. Exactly. Uh, you want to hear about the actors and actresses? Yeah, hit me up. Ingrid Bergman from way back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, Neil. Yeah. Do you remember Dolph? I do. Like, that's one you would kind of not directly, at least for me, I wouldn't go right. Sweden straight away. Well, but because yeah. you think Ivan Drago, so exactly. you think Soviet Union, exactly. but he's Swedish. Sneaky. Very a sneaky legend Dolph. of the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, the Skarsgård family. Huge. The father and two sons, and I think even brothers and Firing all over the place. Firing on all cylinders, these guys. Yeah, Talk about absolutely. cleaning up in Hollywood, yeah. All Jeez. over the place at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Vikanda, mm. who our friend Roy from Chicago wrote us about a exactly. couple of weeks ago. Who uh, I had to kind of Google a bit, but yeah. uh, I understand that she's been Lara Croft and uh, a few other things. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So she's very relevant at the moment. She's one of the touted as one of the next big female movie stars yeah. in Hollywood. Actually. There you go. Yes. Um, and then the other thing I have here is uh, on TV, the half of the television series, mm-hmm. The Bridge. Arguably the good half, you could say. Or at least Ooh. from what I remember, I watched a bit of the first season and I remember thinking that all the Swedish parts and the Swedish characters were a little bit more compelling, a little bit more interesting. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I feel it. I think so. The oh, they, I need to get like back that. into it. No, they certainly won't. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's well, the last cause well, with me, exactly. and, me and the dance. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. There you go. So that's on film and TV. Yeah, you can tell we, we have had less less energy for this one. Yeah. No offense to Sweden. Just I mean, not so much from Sweden on this one yeah, in terms of global impact. If I was being brutally honest, if if it wasn't for Ruben Östlund, I would actually be hovering towards a really low number here. Just because there are so many other countries where I would go way higher. You know? Right. So I'm going to let Ruben pull my score up a bit. Ooh. And I'm going to go... Because of those three films that I mentioned earlier on, Triangle of Sadness, The Square, Force Majeure, I'm going to go with a three. A three. So somewhat significant in terms of uniqueness and success. Especially because of that recent Oscar nomination for Triangle of Sadness. Okay. 
I'm going to go with a two. Significant in terms of success. Not yeah. so much uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely more, think, you know, the contribution has been yeah. relatively limited, as you would expect from such a small country. So yeah. they did the op- it was the opposite effect, of course, yeah. on, on music, right? So sure. it may be a victim of that success. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, two for me. So that gives it a 1.5 from us. Ooh, no. Is that right? 2.5. Uh, 2.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, listeners, uh, we are a bit lost <laughs> in postulation. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Life fact checking. So that's film and TV. Our next category is literature, Neil. Mm, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> we flagged this one. At least I flagged this one before we started thinking. Uh, we, At least for me, I won't have too much to um, to postulate upon here. Okay. But Happy to be brought yeah. along for the ride. Yeah. That's okay. I grew up. This is very emotional for me. I grew mm. up with my father reading me bedtime stories from Astrid Lindgren, wow. um, Pippi Longstockings, Emil. There's Who's Emil. Is that uh, also is that in the is is Emil in the Pippi Longstocking? No, Emil is Emil. Okay, no, it's another. Uh, it's a guy. How do you call it? Yeah. Franchise okay. within the Astrid Lindgren uh, verse. The, verse, exactly. The Longstocking verse. Um, yeah. a, more than a hundred million copies of her book sold in over eighty countries. I mean, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. And there's a lot of IP there, right? So there's been a ton of Pippi yeah. Longstocking shows, films for kids, etc. I think like yeah. outsized influence in terms of that. And do we have time? Maybe let's take one minute. Can you sell me on Pippi Longstocking? Like what? why do people like it or her? Pippi Longstockings is very much a free-spirited young lady mm-hmm. coming from a sailor father. Okay. And you just kind of follow her adventures all over the place. And very inspiring, I think, for a lot of kids uh, okay. while they're growing up. Uh, very friendly as well. Yeah. This is before all the kids' characters had to have superpowers. and uh, Right, exactly. Yeah, she's exactly. just getting up to all sorts of stuff. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Just very feel-good, heartwarming. Okay. Uh, very, yeah. yeah, wholesome kind of stuff. Exactly. Not, yeah. Nothing scary or anything No, like no, that. absolutely yeah. not. Pippi, okay. long stockings. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, can I highly recommend. I mean, can, you yeah. might not enjoy it as much as you would have you yeah. know, 25 years ago. But, aged out of the target yeah. demo, but yeah, still. Yeah, and, and Emil, a great guy as well. I can't really remember what it was about, but uh, it was good, right to me. Good guy. Exactly. We love Emil. And then... Uh, another big highlight here uh, is uh, Stieg Larsson mm. and the rise of, of Nordic noir and the and the Nordic crime novels. I'm not saying he brought about that, but he really globalized uh, yeah. that success. It's kind of the same way as like the Dan Brown had had his role on the Da Vinci Code becoming what it, what went on to become a cultural success, and then that kind of spawned interest in that genre of thriller books. You know, similarly, I think The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, etc. Those films also probably introduced a lot of people to to this genre right absolutely absolutely and you had Stephen uh, Fincher actually yeah uh, right doing one of them exactly so, yeah. yeah never saw them but I uh, you know here they're good with Daniel Craig yeah, yeah also exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely surprised that didn't come up in our Daniel Craig uh, deep dive in, no in exactly one. because yeah. it was like in between bonds and uh, he actually did quite a good job playing yeah. Mikkel Blomqvist there you go the protagonist did he there. do an accent when he was uh... Uh, no, no he did not yeah, I think yeah. he kept his British one nice there. good call good exactly call. so Based off of this, what we have, unless you have anything else to add on, on Swedish sadly, literature. Sadly um, not, yeah. And there is a lot of Swedish literature. Of course, it's the home of the Nobel Prize, and they've made sure that a lot of Nobel Prizes in literature mm-hmm. have gone to their very own. Good. But these are, in terms of pop culture, yeah. uh, what we're highlighting here. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Thoughts based on this? Well, I think the the description that we have for our two is quite is quite accurate here. I would almost veer towards a one here. Ooh. However, however... I'm going to give it a two, meaning significant in terms of uniqueness, but okay. uh, not 
so not uh, you know particularly significant, let's say. So I'm going to say, although there is not that massive scale behind it, uh, I'm going to go with a three, somewhat okay. significant in terms of uniqueness and success. Okay. okay. I think that's fair because we end up with a 2.5. That brings it uh, kind of middle of the road on a five-star scale. Yeah. yeah another 2.5. There we go. So Sweden, well done on literature. Now, Neil, we get into something very interesting, which will probably be one of the most polarizing categories mm. throughout as we get into countries, and that's cuisine. Hell yeah. Love that. So I've uh, I've had the the privilege of spending a lot of time in Sweden actually over the last few years. Yes. And uh have had many opportunities to try Swedish food of various types and it's great. I absolutely love it. I think the the key highlights for me have been the kind of uh, fish or or marine based kind of stuff. We've had crayfish parties which are cray as the uh, as the name would imply. Uh I've had all sorts of desserts and cakes and buns and what have you. Semla. Fika. Oh yeah, fika, huge obviously. Any conference you go to in Sweden is is punctuated each hour almost is punctuated by a break where you go and have coffee and buns or by diabetes or absolutely yeah it's yeah. a miracle that uh, <laughs> their the blood sugar is, is at a normal level but all of that aside where i'm most happy culinarily is in an ikea having some meatballs well there it's, you go it's the highlight of every trip which you don't even need to go to sweden to do i know just go to your local talk about a global export right you can do wow. this anywhere yeah. uh love it Absolutely. Everything okay. about that meal is just fantastic. I love it. Okay. So for me, I'm actually quite quite strong, uh, positive on this. It sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds like it. I'm a big fan of fika. You know, I have a huge sweet tooth. So I love when I'm in, in Sweden, you know, staying at a hotel or whatever. And, mm. you know, they ring the bell every couple hours. Oh, there's more fika that, uh, yeah. that you yeah, can yeah. take. I love that. The meatballs, okay. I'm not crazy mm. about them. Uh, the smorgasbord. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, very similar sweets yeah. will come for me. Danes will also come for me, but very similar to the Danish smell. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm in terms of you know, mm, you sound a bit lukewarm impact, on this. Yeah. I'm very lukewarm. I'm I'm struggling because I have oh, Swedish no. family now. Oh, no. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's not an easy one. But I'm I I can't give it if I think about all the countries we're eventually going to touch on. Yeah, and there's going to be relative scoring. I can't rank it too highly knowing what's what's going to be coming, right? And there is also one major negative that we haven't even touched on, which is Sørstråming. I don't know if you ever had Sørstråming, did you? Tell me about it. It's So for anyone who doesn't know, Sørstråming is absolutely appalling. This is rotten herring in a can. Yes, yeah, yes. That when you open it, you're <laughs> advised to open it underwater outside in a bucket because the odor of surstroming when you open it is absolutely foul and okay. i'm i i wish i was exaggerating but genuinely i've i've was exposed to this i've seen a video of you trying to, yeah, to down one actually. exactly my lovely colleagues on a, on a team build once uh forced slash highly encouraged me to uh, to try surstroming and it was the worst thing not only because of the horrible smell which is truly revolting but also the fact that after you eat it it kind of stays with you the taste kind of hangs around you know so it ruins not only that moment but like the rest of your evening basically so I swore at that point, okay. uh, I'll never have surstroming again, and I will go on a, a crusade to stop other people having it, which is what I'm doing here now. Do you like herring? Oh, yeah, yeah. Love oh, herring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can, so it's... I, I enjoy a bit okay. of herring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I know herring is an acquired taste and not for everybody, but like I can I can enjoy some herring. Okay. But surstroming is a joke. It's absolutely ridiculous. What I will give a shout out to, though, is if you're ever in Malmo, there's a museum of disgusting food where you can genuinely, you can go and try uh, all sorts of disgusting food, including surstroming. So okay. if this has piqued the interest of the listener who is ever going to find themselves in Malmo, I do highly recommend that. Well, I will be in Malmo soon. Uh, oh, we have go. some family there. So uh, 
I wasn't even aware of this museum. Been, been to Malmo many times. It's kicking so. off. People are talking about it. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, well, it's quite fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Neil, what do we give the Swedes on their contributions to cuisine, to cuisine. from a pop culture perspective? Now, the only thing is as well, how many Michelin restaurants, how many, you know, world-beating Michelin restaurants do we know from Sweden, really? You know, it's it's. I'm sure there are great ones, yeah. but... Or flip the coin, yeah. how many Swedish restaurants have you been yeah. to in, uh, in Dublin other, or yeah. London or New York? Yeah, yeah. the more we talk about it, actually, the clearer I'm getting. So, mm. unfortunately, despite my high... No, because I have to put my spin on I can't just be like a robot. Like, I have to give a personal touch to it. So, I'm going to give it a three, actually. Wow. Yeah. Because this is really like I hear, Irish scoring here. I know, I know. I hear all the intellectual reasons as to why it should be lower. But then again, I've had a very positive experience with Swedish, Swedish food. So very it's a three. three. It's a three. So it's a three from Neil. Yep. Which is uh, somewhat significant in terms of uniqueness and success. Nice. Um, I'm going to give it a one. Our first one. I thought you might. Yeah. Little significance in terms of uniqueness and success. That doesn't mean mm. I don't like it. I'm evaluating yeah. from, from that perspective. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I do see it. I do yeah. see it. Yeah. So a one from me, a three from you yeah. makes this a two on cuisine. Wow. So Sweden. Um, I feel kind of bad for Sweden now. Peaked that music. Yeah. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Should have, I shouldn't have opened up music. Yeah. Now the final two categories. Well, we have left the sport and then we have a wild card. Mm -hmm. Sport. I'll I'll drill into this starting with football, soccer. Mm, mm. Uh, the the men's national team uh, got second place at the 1958 World Cup, which I believe actually took place in Sweden, where yeah. they lost to Brazil's to Pelé's Brazil. Um, Semi finalists in Euro 1992, so that was the peak of their footballing success. Mm -hmm. uh, shout outs now, of course, to Grenoli. I uh, used to play on my, my boyhood club, three Swedes together in Milano, ah. very famous, Gren, Nordal, and Lidl. Uh, wow. So that's just for all the football nerds out there. Uh, the one you will know a bit better is, of course, Slatan Ibrahimovic, still playing also for the Swedish national team last yeah. weekend at age 41. Insane. And what a character. Like he's, exactly. if, I think he single-handedly will, will bump up the score for me at least because he's just so odd. Also in, a, also in a Swedish context in a country which has Jantelaw, which is, you know, the the belief that everyone's roughly equal or like everyone, right. nobody's no better or worse than anyone else. He is like a complete contradiction of that. And everyone's okay with it. Everyone's like, yeah, but he's locked on. That's fine. Yeah, he's like, locked it, on. He's yeah. the one exception it's where it's like... It's a godly status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. he's like so full of himself, so arrogant. And I, you would think that people would be like, oh, what an asshole. No, they're all like, he's great. We yeah. love him. Exactly. So he's, uh, I love him as the exception to the rule. The, the special one he's uh there you go yeah yeah and their their women's national team is becoming a powerhouse mm. always contending for uh for championships at the moment and i sure. think we'll be we'll be fishing for the first ever world cup uh, later this year actually fantastic yes i've had great experience also with swedish football supporters uh mm. going and, and traveling around i was at a match in france once for a euro italy against sweden mm. where 90 percent of the stadium was swedes and they were great. And after the match, they all stayed in the city, even though they lost. And they just had uh, had great vibes with us. I mean, they were yeah, all wasted yeah. out of their minds, but, yeah, uh, but very, not causing any yeah, trouble. Not belligerent. Yeah, it yeah, was good. very nice to see. Good, because yeah. not every country. <laughs> there'll be other countries when we get to that to the fans where we'll have a yeah, exactly thing or two negative to say. points maybe for sure. Um, then there's hockey. Actually, uh, hmm. Sweden is very big on ice hockey. It's considered one of the big six countries, along with you know other powerhouses like Canada hmm. and, and the U.S. Their men won the Olympic gold twice, as recently as 1994 and 2006. Hmm. Didn't know about the 06. Okay, yeah. nice. So nice. actually, more successful in terms of hockey uh, than football when you're looking at trophies and uh, and medals. Wow. Tennis, we give a shout out to our guy, Bjorn yeah, yeah. Borg. Lovely. Of the underwear. 
off the under i know him better for the underwear than the tennis at this point yeah. and uh, and then a couple uh, more within the fad sports category which are huge in sweden one mm. is handball mm-hmm. where they're along with denmark two of the powerhouses yeah. you know within obsessed. european handball yeah. obsessed uh and that's a sport that we gave a shout out to potentially be on the rise uh, yeah, globally yeah, yeah. right watch this space yeah. yeah and bandy do you know bandy neil i wish i knew more about yeah. bandy yeah so it's like uh, on this huge rink much bigger than than a hockey rink yeah. they got a bit of a different stick some different rules and yeah. uh yeah it's kind of hockey vibes though isn't it hockey yeah. vibes absolutely isn't it a bit like uni hawk or is that something else no you something know what I mean? else yeah okay. No. okay okay but bandy very bandy. big bandy. and then of course they're big skiers yeah ton of uh medals at the olympics in cross country but they also had some some great times with a lady called person in uh, in downhill skiing huh. uh, in the early 2000s. Well, there you go. I've uh, I've never had the privilege of going to a Swedish ski resort, but it is on my list while I'm uh, in this part of the world, you know, to uh, catch a bus from Copenhagen at like 6 a.m. Yeah. And then you get to somewhere like Isaberg up in... Uh, yeah, or Ore, yeah, who exactly. was a runner-up to host the 2026 Winter Olympics, hey, actually. Yeah. yeah, and like, obviously, uh, most Swedes prefer to go south when, when it comes to skiing. But I think for a bit of practice... Uh, a bit of you know shaking off the the rust the inevitable rust that i for sure will have when i go skiing i think it might be a might be a good call for next next winter absolutely that's great so neil we've gotten a bit of the overview on on swedish sport mm. and uh what do we think here it's, it's tricky score? it's tricky and, and we obviously know it's not a five let's get that out of mm-hmm. the way and mm-hmm. uh, it's also not a one so i think we're right we're kind of somewhere in the middle here and what i'm really stuck on is is this a three or could it maybe be a four? Mm, mm, it's borderline. Yeah. I, I could see why. Highly influential. Because really, like, quite influential. It's not like they've, you know, gone and invented any sports that went on to become global, you know, phenomena. Mm. But they do have some global names in sport. But then again, then again, if you challenge someone to name five Swedish sports people, you know, because everyone will say Zlatan and they'll say right. maybe a few few more. Yeah. Bjorn the older Borg. generation may be Borg, but yeah, probably exactly. ours not even. Yeah. And then you'll have like a Formula One driver, uh, you know, Ericsson or, you know, these kind of, but I feel like, I feel like that's going to hold Sweden back on this one, actually, unfortunately. Sports is a difficult one to score highly on. Let's, let's be honest. There's very few fives on that one, I think. Right, exactly. But for that reason, oh, it pains me to say it, but I'm going to have to go to three here. I'll match your three. Somewhat significant in terms of uniqueness uh, and success. And I think a... Honestly, a big part of that, pulling them up there, is their success on the ice hockey rink yeah. and Zlatan Ibrahimovic yeah, probably pulling them out of, you know, putting them in the limelight. He's, the like, last 20 he's years. probably what takes it from a two to a three, in fact. You could argue. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. So that's on sport. Sweden scoring quite well so far. Very well. We're proud of you. Let's also remember, listeners, that there is a per capita. Uh, ranking as well, which we will calculate into all <laughs> no our scorecards. So, wow, uh, you know, to be able to uh, to to be even more objective. Love now, it. Neil, we reserve the sixth category as a wild card, yes, and uh, you brought this one forward this time. Do you want to share? Absolutely. So, in the world of of uh, of furniture, <laughs> and you know exactly where I'm going now, there is perhaps no bigger player on the world stage, no more impactful player on the world stage than IKEA, and really, like. I, I can't emphasize enough what a fan I am of Ikea. You heard already that I love the meatballs. I don't even particularly love the style of the furniture. So it's not that I'm in love with like their design choices. They're, they're nice. They're cool. Every Basically, every young person's apartment in Europe, I guess, is full of Ikea stuff. So it, it becomes very samey very quickly. It's not that. It's just that their concept 
and their consistency and execution is so great, so efficient, so enjoyable, so cool for me to come in and, and see something so different and so revolutionary in an otherwise very stuffy field, you know, furniture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Often overcome by luxury and, and just excess and, and overpriced stuff. You're getting a very compelling price on some pretty compelling furniture. A lot of it, especially if you go one level up from the lowest level in Ikea, you can actually get really good stuff, good kitchens, good beds, good good sofas, you name it. Wow, yeah. I just love it. And I think it's so on point. It's so clear in what it is as a brand and what they are here and not here to talk about and do. And no wonder they're global success and no wonder everyone has struggled to match them on, on in cheap furniture. It's uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I've had my beefs with IKEA, but I think IKEA is for Sweden what the export of the Thai restaurant has been for Thailand. Yeah, 100%. It literally it puts the meatballs on the map. Like for Absolutely, for and people. the gingerbread cookies, whatever you want. Exactly. And look at the bravery of their naming choices. Like they have stuck with calling every single item of furniture a Swedish word. An unpronounceable one. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's unpronounceable because they know that that's what people, that's what they're all about. They don't care. And if people are going to just butcher whatever Swedish word their sofa is, they don't care. They're like, well, that's us. Deal with it, you know? So I love that. I I, I buy that. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan. So I'm not saying it's, it's the be-all, end-all, best furniture company in the world or anything like that. And as I said, I'm not like the biggest fan of their designs specifically. So for that reason, I'm not giving it a five. But this to me is a four. Okay, I'm giving it a five. Whoa! Yeah, damn. What the first thing when you think of furniture, yeah, you think of IKEA. Yeah. Oftentimes, not necessarily us, but mm. when people think of Sweden, they think yeah. of IKEA, hundred percent, and vice versa. So I give it a five. That's huge. Yeah, that is huge. And I've had so much beef with IKEA yeah, having yeah, to yeah. pull them. I couldn't assemble things. Also, very much due to my own incompetence. Exactly. Um, but, but I'd yeah. rather have a beef with IKEA than buy an overpriced sofa from Luxury Sofa Co. You know, like well, there you go, and wait a month for it to be delivered yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You know. So five from you, uh, wow. five four from me, yeah. four from you. Yeah. That's a four point five on the wild sure card. Sure is still very generous. And that that will probably swing Sweden right back up in the rankings. Sweden is right back up in the rankings to a. Total, are you ready? Drum roll, please, of 19.5. Okay, out of a possible 30. Out of a possible 30, so very competitive. Respectable. It it is a a tier three country, which is very strong. (laughs) It sounds, sounds, uh, I know, I know, it just sounds bad when you say tier three, but no, true. Out of a, what is it, five tiers we have in total? Out of six tiers. Six tiers, yeah, yeah. that's two or three, yeah. Very proud of them. And then we will also, after this, of course, count the the score per capita. But any final reflections on on Sweden's contribution to the pop culture and peak Sweden potential? My reflection is, I feel like we were fair and also possibly a little harsh, right? Mm. Due, Due to nothing else other than our own ignorance, maybe. But then again, that is the point of this exercise, right? It's it's for ignorant people like us to rank these things and exactly. say what impact they've had on us as non-Swedes, you know? Exactly. So I know if I was Swedish listening to this, probably I wouldn't have any hair left at this point because I would have to- torn it all out with frustration of how badly we know things about Sweden, right? But the main point, I suppose, is we're here to talk about it from an outsider's perspective. And that's that's where these numbers come from, right? No, No judgment in Sweden. We love Sweden. And if it happens to come out as a tier three country, okay, you know, that's not the best. But then again, nobody's perfect. Absolutely. We'll quickly recap how we got there. Sweden scored a 5 out of 5 on music, a 2.5 on film and TV, a 2.5 on literature, a 2 on cuisine, uh, 3 on sport, and a 4.5 on the wild card. 
brought to you by IKEA. <laughs> Amazing. I think it's decent. I don't. There's no. There's none of those numbers there that I'm like, you know, appalled by. I think they're all fair. You know. Yeah, Rough, absolutely. Roughly. No, man, much respect to Sweden. Uh, and it was very fun to do this, to learn about Sweden. Hopefully you all listeners also learned a thing or two. And let us know what you think about some of the next countries that should come up in this. Absolutely. I think we'll take the steer from the listeners on that one. So whichever has the most interest for us to do next, I think that's the one we'll do. Absolutely. And remember, listeners, the world is our oyster. And yours. And yours.